up, everybody? Welcome to Follow You Anywhere. It's episode 12 and uh, part two of the Diving Deeper mini-series. Today, we're talking about prayer, and that's a good thing to be good thing to be talking about. So, Yeah, prayer is so important, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. But I just need to start the song off with a little... Start the song. It's not a song. It's a podcast. But start the podcast off with a little apology. Uh, my dad reached out to me and was not happy with the boy band nostalgia. He said, I missed a great opportunity to reference another song. Uh-oh. And so we're going to play it for our listeners, and let's see if you know who sang this song. I'm nervous. Back to the 90s again, oh, but no. sticking with Christian music. that cam steven curtis chapman steven curtis chapman are you a steven curtis chapman fan i mean i don't have anything against him i'm a fan of his children his sons are in a band <laughs> called colony house and i like colony house a lot um uh, yeah i mean i think he's cool i think he's good um but i mean i don't really know that much about him so he's but, an old man that you isn't he Kind of. I mean, he's got kids that are older than me, so I guess in some regard, a little. I mean, uh, well, to be fair, it was my dad that said I missed it. So, I mean, I'm not calling my dad old. I'm just saying. I think you just called your dad. No, I I'm just saying did. he's older than us. Sure, sure. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. You're, you're older than your kids, typically, right. by at least, well, I don't know. Several years. Several years. At least. <laughs> at least. Um, but, uh, but, yes, so... Um, yeah, that's a good, you know, diving in and that's exactly what we're doing and, you know, it would be a great intro song if we wouldn't get sued for it, um, or, you know, asked to pay for it. So, um, but for this series, it's a great one diving in, we're diving deeper into, uh, just what it looks like to follow God on a daily basis. And, uh, that's the whole point of the podcast is follow God anywhere, follow you anywhere. We're looking at following him on a daily basis, practical application, practical steps to, to be someone that, um, is Christ focused. And, uh, and, and that can be very difficult in the world that we live in. And so neither one of us are perfect at it. And we know that you're not perfect at it. And so we're, we want to talk about these things to help us be better and to help us draw closer to, um, whatever that perfection would look like, maybe, um, knowing that we're never fully going to achieve that. Um, cause my name isn't Jesus and your name isn't Jesus, but... It does wanna... start with the same letter, though. It's true. Um, I'm closer than you are. I mean, sure. I guess so. Yeah. Who do you think's more perfect? Oh, uh, yeah, probably you. Don't say it! It's probably you. It's a danger of comparison. It's probably you. I hope yeah. I hope our listeners listen to episode nine. <laughs> I think it was episode nine, wasn't I think it? so, too. Yeah. yeah, episode nine. Yeah, I think so. That was a good one. Yeah. It was. Comparison and is something that, man, it's like, it'll get it's you. so natural. Yeah. Like, I just said that, and you're like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> because we're so used to compare it. Exactly. It's- exactly. And so, um, but we want to look at that this uh, this week. Uh, we want to talk about prayer, the importance of prayer. You know, we, we are told um, 
all throughout Scripture, we, we see very, very exact, specific examples of Jesus praying. Um, and so we're told all throughout Scripture of the importance of prayer and of uh, just, um, you know, just how impactful it can be. And, and even in some of the previous episodes that we've talked about, we have told stories where part of those stories happened because of prayer. And, uh, and so prayer is valuable because we see God move in prayer. But prayer is valuable for so many more reasons than just one singular definition. Um, but we want to talk about the importance of prayer. We're told to pray without ceasing. And, uh, you know, people a lot of times are like, what does that look like? You know, am I literally supposed to walk around every day and just be constantly praying? Well, the good news is, is that we know that when Jesus uh, was crucified, that the veil was torn and that gave us access to the, to the ear and to the presence of God. And so that means that we don't have to go to a specific time, specific place to have a conversation, to pray and to be before the Lord, that we have that access now and so that we can do that without ceasing. And so um, we're going just talk about that a little bit today and look at the importance of prayer. And so uh, the first question for you uh, today looking at this is, um, in your opinion, as a, as a pastor and also just as a believer, um, why is prayer important? Why has it been important in your life? But why is it important? Well, prayer literally is just talking to God. And so why wouldn't you want to talk to someone that you've got a relationship with? Uh, not only do you have a relationship with Him, you have a relationship with Him because He pursued you and did what it took so that you could have a relationship with Him. Like, just to think about the fact that God loved us so much that He sent His only Son to live a perfect life that we couldn't live and die a death that we deserve. And then he sent us his word to communicate to us and his Holy Spirit to live in us. And through all of those things, he now gives us the opportunity, because of what Jesus has done, to have direct access to him, as you said, because the veil has been torn. And so, the, the Bible says that we can now go boldly, if we've been saved, we can go boldly to the throne of grace. And so why wouldn't we want to talk to somebody that's loved us that much to send us his son, to send us his word, to send us his spirit, and to know that he sent us those things because he desires to have a relationship with us. Like that's the plan. He wants us to have a relationship with him and anytime you have a good, healthy relationship, it involves communication. And so if prayer is communicating with God, then it's just a natural thing for us as believers to do as we go in our, grow in our relationship with Him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that's super practical that we don't think about in necessarily in the same way as we do a relationship with God as with, with people. But that's so true. I mean, when you go through this life, you have friends, you have family, you have people that you're close to, that you're connected with, and you would never, if you were being honest, you would never be like, oh man, yeah, that's Jeremy over there. Me and him, we're so close. We are, we're best friends. We hang out all the time. We talk all the time when you don't actually do those things. 
And then so if you're like, oh, yeah, me and Jeremy, yeah, I know him. We're, we're good. We're friends. We're close. And then someone's like, when's the last time you talked to him? And you're like, uh, you know, um, uh, I saw him in the grocery store, the, you know, about a month ago. And we talked for a minute. But that's the last time, you know, and those types of things. You don't really have a relationship with that person. You're not probably really that strong or that good of friends with that person. And to, that to to be fair, guys get a lot closer to that than women do, though. Yeah, because guys can go for that's like true months without talking. That is true. But uh, you can't go for months without talking to God. And so, right. be more like a woman when it yeah. comes to communication <laughs> with God, and not like a guy. Because well, like I do have best friends sure. that like I don't talk to often, but like. I know, man, if I needed something, they're there. I love them. We're close. But we're also not communicating yeah. every day. But to be fair, I'm also not depending on them. Right, exactly. To have strength and yeah. direction and to be able to live my life. Right. Well, I mean, in the same way, though, you're not as close to them as the people that you deal with on a necessarily day in, day out, as far as like people like your wife and the communication sure, is yeah. higher, you know, those types of things. And so... Same thing with God, though. I mean, when when you are in a relationship, the communication has got to be there. And we talked about it last week, diving deeper into the Word. We get a lot of God's heart through the Word, but we also get God's heart through prayer, you know, and, and through revelations and through answered prayers and things like that. And so it's super important if we want to legitimately follow God anywhere. It's really hard to follow someone into a place or somewhere when you don't really know them that well. I mean, you know, you're probably not going to go get in the car with a stranger and say, I'm going to follow you wherever you go, you know, that kind of thing. And so learning more about God, learning more about his heart, learning more about what he feels and why he feels and, and the direction that he's going makes it just so much easier to be connected and to follow. And so the importance of prayer uh, cannot really be um, stressed enough and it, and it fits right alongside with um, being in the Word. And that's why we're combining those together because everything that we're talking about in this little mini-series ties in together to make us better followers of Christ. And so looking at this, a uh, couple, couple of different verses, a couple of passages of Scripture, you know, there's a couple of things that were shown here. And, uh, and, and there are, you know, even if you just do like a Google search, you can type in, you know, Scriptures on prayer and there's like, 70 that pop up, you know, and that type of thing. But there's a couple that I really liked, and uh, and one of those... Does that mean that Google is pro-prayer? They're all about some prayer. Oh, absolutely, pro-prayer. Oh, yeah. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think they're pro-anything that you search yeah, for. Yeah, anything you search for. They're pro-Google, and so they yes. want to have as many platforms for you to use them as they possibly can. Right, exactly. So uh, this is in Matthew, and... Um, in, in Matthew 26, and this is Jesus, and uh, we know that he's getting ready to, uh, to, to be crucified. He's getting ready to be arrested, and he's in the garden. He's with the disciples, and, and uh, in verse 41, he says, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. One of the things that I want to talk about that is, and it's a prime example, and we see Jesus show us this example by his own actions, but prayer is a direct connection to the heart of God, battling temptation through being in prayer. And for them, the temptation in that season, in that moment, could have been falling asleep. The temptation could have been to fight whenever the 
guards showed up to arrest Jesus. Obviously, they didn't know that that was what was coming, but Jesus did. And so he's telling them, if you sit, you watch, and you pray, you will fight temptation. You'll battle temptation for what is to come. And and we see Jesus talk about how prayer connects him when he he's praying to the Father. He's connecting to the heart. He's thanking them. He's blessing them. And, and so that, for us, is an example because prayer is one— just as he says it specifically, is a way for us to battle, to not fall into temptation, but to also be connected to the heart of the Father. And so I want to talk about that for just a minute. Um, when, when we're praying, um, battling temptation. So what are, what are some examples, what are some practical things um, when, when we talk about maybe this battling temptation prayer against that, um, where, where prayer is a, is a significant example in, in a way to battle temptations of the life. Well, it's really hard to sin when you're talking to the God of the universe that is completely and totally holy, and you know that he hates sin, and that he punishes sin, and that your sin is the reason that you deserve to die and go to hell for all of eternity. If you're praying to that God with an understanding of who he is, it's really hard to sin at the same time. Yeah. And so like just, you know, something very practical because I know that, you know, we're both guys and, and one of the things that I know that men struggle with all around the world is uh, the temptation to, to lust and to view things that, they shouldn't view. And of course, there's all sorts of software and accountability programs and things like that that are out there to help. And so I would say, you know, if, if our listeners are struggling with that, man, there's there's a lot of things that you can do to, to help with that right. and to provide some additional accountability as it relates to your, your struggle in, uh, you know, viewing things that you shouldn't view, specifically talking about like pornography and things like that. But practically speaking, like if you're getting ready to to flip on the TV or get on the computer and you start praying, asking God to help guard you against that and asking God to give you strength, Mm -hmm. like you're a lot less likely to fall into that temptation and continue to pursue that sin while you're talking to God. Right. Because God is holy. Yeah. And, And you understand you're talking to a holy God. And as you're talking to God, if you've been saved, you realize not only are you talking to God who is holy and who hates the sin that you're thinking about committing, but you're talking to God who sent his son, God in the flesh that came to earth and was completely slaughtered Mm -hmm. so that you could be forgiven from whatever it is you're getting ready to think about doing. It's real hard to, to continue on down that path when you're thinking about those things and talking to God. Yeah. It'd be, I mean, it'd be the same thing as like, if you were going to sin against someone else, like specifically in direct context, what you're getting ready to do. So uh, let's, let's stay on that same line of thought. Okay. You're getting ready to commit adultery with your spouse. And so as you're walking into the place where you're going to commit this sin, you pick up the phone and call your spouse and say, hey, I really need your help. I'm getting ready to do this, which, by the way, that's not going to go very good. That's going to be a bad conversation. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think you're a lot less likely 
if you were to do that, to follow through with it. Yeah. Um, one, because of the, um, you know, just the conviction of that conversation. But two, because I'm pretty sure your spouse is going to let you know how they feel about that. And that would probably help as well. But yeah. to be fair, if you're praying to God and His Holy Spirit lives inside you, when you're asking Him to give you strength to not do whatever it is you're considering doing, uh, he's got a way of making his will pretty clear. And, you know, he might not be speaking to you in an audible voice like your spouse would be, but he can speak pretty clear. Right. And let you know exactly how he feels, which you already know. Yeah. Because he's holy and right. he hates sin. So, Absolutely. Uh, and and another, another point to that is... Um, when you are you're focusing on this connected to the heart of God, um, you also know in battling temptation, but also just battling everyday life, prayer connects you to the heart of God. And so while you're battling a temptation, you're connected to that holy God. And that's, like you said, way easier to flee from that while you're connected to that. But also just understanding and knowing, back connected to Scripture as well, knowing what he has told us, what he's said, and how he feels about different things that we're going to face just in life in general. So walking through life, you know, what he feels, what he believes about marriage, about abortions, about, you know, all these hot topics that Christians and non-believers face on a daily basis now. And and knowing those things connect us to that. And so it's uh, it's extremely valuable to us as believers to be connected to the thing that we believe in, you know? And yeah. so um, and, and that helps drastically in our in our prayer time and in our um, in our in our scripture reading time like we talked about last week. So uh, Yeah, and, and and just to say something else in regards to that, um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about specifically we talked a lot about last week is the importance of hiding God's Word in your heart mm-hmm. and knowing what God's Word says as we face the temptation to sin and using God's Word to combat sin. But prayer is an avenue to, to help you not fall into that temptation as well, which is what we're talking about today. But man, when you combine the two, like that's, yeah. that's even more powerful. Yeah. And so like when you start not just quoting Scripture, but praying scripture. Mm-hmm. And so you're praying to God saying, you know, for instance, we were talking about lust or adultery. And so if you know what it says in Matthew 5, where um, Jesus says, and this is one of the passages of scripture, if you hadn't already memorized it, you're going to be memorizing in your in your D group. But uh, Matthew 5, 27 and 28, I think it is, It says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so as you are tempted to to look at something you shouldn't look at, and you're praying to God, say, God, I know your word teaches that if I look at a woman to lust after her, I'm committing adultery. And so, God, I need you to help 
guard me against this right. adultery. Uh, there's several things going on there. First, you're talking to God, and so it's a matter of talking to a holy God that hates sin. We talked about that. Second, you're quoting Scripture, which is exactly what Jesus did when Satan came against him. Yep. We talked about that last week. Yep. But then you're reminding yourself through the Word of God and in your conversation with the Holy God how serious this sin is. We're not just talking about letting our eyes wander. We're talking about adultery. That's right. that's a serious sin. And God's Word says that that's what we're doing when we lust after another woman. And so when you start mixing all of those things together, which by the way is what it looks like to have a relationship with God, mm -hmm. you're spending time in his word, you're spending time talking to him, you're spending time quoting scripture and then talking to him about the scripture that you know, because that's how he's communicated to us is through his word. Now we're communicating to him in prayer. And so wouldn't it make sense that as we pray, which is us communicating to God, that communication is in response to how he's communicated to us. Right. It's that back and forth communication between us and God. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's kind of one of the other points that I wanted to, to hit on um, is, is prayer also, so while it connects us to the heart of the Father, it also reveals the wisdom of God. Uh, James 1, 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Um, when we're praying for um, wisdom and we're praying for guidance, for help, and for um, for the the advancement, you know, of believers and of good things, I believe that the Lord maybe doesn't answer them always the way that we think that they should be answered. But God's faithful and God moves and responds, and uh, and so we see all throughout Scripture. Uh, Jesus, um, he prayed all night before selecting the 12 apostles. And so we, we see Jesus uh, as an example. That's, an, that's the other point that I was going to talk about today is praying makes us like Jesus. Uh, and, and we need to do everything we can to, to be more like Jesus. And, and so prayer connects us to the heart of the Father. It also reveals God's wisdom, but it also makes us more like Jesus. And, and we see all these examples of Jesus praying, but Jesus prayed the night before selecting all 12 disciples. He was praying for wisdom, for guidance, for God to reveal, you know, who should be these people, these men. And and so why, why wouldn't we, you know, follow in those footsteps when we're making big decisions, when we're making important decisions, when we're making things that impact us, why wouldn't we ask the Lord for help, for wisdom in that? Another thing we also see, um, obviously, Jesus uh, is praying in the garden. We just kind of talked about that. Jesus is praying for those big moments. But we also see when Jesus is teaching, um, when he's with big crowds, when he is with the disciples, there's really not a, a time where he's around people that he doesn't pray. And we also see Jesus a lot of times, especially after miracles have happened and after he's taught large groups, he leaves and he goes and he's alone and he spends time in prayer. And, and scripture tells us that um, repeatedly. And so it's one of those things where, sure, some of them are, um, some of them are, are, you know, repeat verses of, you know, different books of kind of the same story. But I believe that they're in there multiple times for a very big purpose. You know, they're not just in there just because, you know, we're supposed to just see it twice just because it's 
what you know they decided to put in there but it's for a purpose and same thing you know like looking at it in Matthew 14:23 after he had sent the crowds away he went up on the mountain by himself to pray and it was evening and he was there alone uh again Mark 6 after bidding them farewell he left for the mountain to pray same thing Luke 6 it was at this time he went off to the mountain to pray and he spent the whole night in prayer to God and we see that repeatedly throughout the gospels uh, where Jesus was either alone or he was with the disciples and he was praying and he either challenged them to pray too. Um, and so prayer makes us more like Jesus. It offers God's wisdom. It connects us to the heart of God, but it also is a place of refuge, a place of, um, I believe that when Jesus went to be alone and spent that time in prayer, that he was um, being strengthened um, and that he was, uh, again, when you're connected to the beginning, the alpha and the omega, you're going to be benefiting from that. And so we see Jesus um, growing and being strengthened, especially after all these teachings. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that if we can emulate that, then, then we should. And we see Jesus spend a lot of time in prayer. And so we need to follow in those footsteps and, and to do the same thing. And so making time, carving time out of our day uh, to spend in prayer is absolutely important. It's absolutely valuable, and it's something that, that we should look at. So from that perspective, we, we've seen kind of some of the valuable aspects of prayer, and we've seen what it does and what it can do for us. Um, I want to talk about what it looks like um, to, to do that practically on a, on a daily basis, but what you got for me? Yeah, so did you say that Jesus prayed all night? Yeah. Where? Do you know where it is? You know what scripture it is? Uh, yeah, I just I just had it. I I, I want to read this. I, I need to see this. Um, and I, you know, you were talking about Matthew fourteen. Jesus went to pray in the evening. Right. We see that he went away by himself to pray in the morning. Uh, those are clear examples of two different times. Right. You know, we talked about like when we talk about studying the word. Is it better to do it in the morning in the evening? You know, people might ask the same thing about prayer. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. But that's why Paul says pray consistently, like yeah. what you were talking about earlier. Luke 6. Luke 6, 12 was the one where he said he spent the whole night in prayer to God. Luke 6, because I've never noticed this. Uh, now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. That's how you know. That Jesus was God in the flesh. Yeah, he's because if you ever night. tried to pray at nighttime, it's like, Dear man, Jesus, yeah, thank right. you, sir. <laughs> I, was, I started at 10 o'clock and, man, I'm out 10 by 10 15. Uh, <laughs> oh, 10 12. I was, I was giving you 10 I, 09. I, I don't know. It it's like, man, it's, it's hard. You at wake nighttime. up in the morning, hey, man, hallelujah. Thank that's, you, Jesus. That's right. That's like some, some major God points right there. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you know, I know p- some people question whether or not Jesus was really God in the flesh. They're like, man, I don't I don't know. How about you go to Luke chapter 6 in verse, what did you say, 12? I think 12, yeah. 12. Luke 6, 12. Jesus prayed all night without falling asleep. Yeah. He is truly the Son of God and yeah. God in the flesh. Has to be. Because he would have fallen asleep if he wasn't God. And then also in Mark one thirty five, in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. 
this he's waking up before the sunrise and also praying and kind of, I don't know some some of you for people like me who aren't nah, morning people nah, you know so nah. people for me who aren't morning people waking up before the sunrise I might be falling asleep again no i might be falling asleep again you know we, we got a lot of people in our church that wake up before sunrise hey, but and pray. I'm, just, I'm just saying you know and i'm happy for him i'm so happy for him thank I'll, you i'll catch up to him a couple hours later yeah so yeah a few decades later <laughs> <laughs> my my time clock changes a little bit yeah because right now I, i'm waking up uh right around the time the sun wakes up mm. yeah yeah Afterwards, right. Uh, give the sun a little head start. Yeah, you know. You know, gotta gotta give the sun some time to get going before I get going. We don't walk in the darkness. We walk in the light. That's right. That's know? hey, that a preach hey. right there. <laughs> you sleep in. That's right. You stay asleep in that darkness. That's right. We're ready to walk, no to, we walk <laughs> um, we walk into the light. We walk into the light. I think that's taken slightly out of context. Maybe, maybe, maybe just a little bit. Um, but so yeah, so that's super important to to look at and and just. Looking at Jesus, if we're emulating him, if we're if we're looking at the way that we can follow God, if we're looking at a way that we can be more like Christ, uh, the importance of prayer is one of those things that we have to begin to put high on our list. And so, I want to talk about some of those things that we can do just on like a on a daily basis, prayer wise, um, to to achieve that. Now, I'm sure there are people that do spend hours and hours and hours in prayer every day, and they're along the lines of that praying without ceasing model. But for the Number most, one recommendation. Yeah. Do not try to have your most meaningful prayer time with the Lord at 1130 at night. Yeah, yeah. You'll fall asleep. You're going to fall asleep. You're going to fall asleep. Because you ain't God. That's right. You're not staying awake. Yeah. You fall asleep. Yeah. So I mean, unless you work the night shift. I mean and, and you sleep during the day. Yeah. And then your day's just getting started. Right. But we're not talking about a God that worked the night shift. We're yeah. talking about a God that had been working all day and still prayed all night. Yeah. Mm. That'll preach. That'll preach. <laughs> but so for the for the normal everyday, we're going just like the the, the people that they're just they're they're living a normal life. They're working a normal schedule. Those types of things, or even if they do have a you know a crazy schedule, just altering it to these you know different times. But but what are some legitimate ways that we can make prayer a priority in our life? How how do we do that um, without just um, you know saying I gotta wake up at five a.m. every morning and I gotta pray? And maybe that's what you do. But but what are some practical examples of a way to live our life praying without ceasing? Well, the first thing that you got to do is you got to have an accurate understanding of what that really means. Yeah. And we kind of talked about what it means to have a relationship with God and what it looks like to communicate with people we're in a relationship with. And when you consider that, you know, some people, like you said, they believe that praying consistently literally means all you ever do is pray. Like there's people that have interpreted it that way and like they've made a life out of prayer. Yeah. Because they think that's all they can do. I mean, I'm talking to you right now, but I'm praying. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like they're praying like out loud and sitting Indian style and incense burning and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. That's just kind of what I picture when I picture people that are always in prayer. Yeah. I don't, we don't actually even burn incense in the church, but they used to. Yeah. Back in the Levitical priest. Never mind. We don't have time. But anyway, (laughs) so when, when you think about praying consistently, like, how irrational is it 
to think that that's what it means because like if I were to ask you, hey, so are you communicating with court consistently? You'd be like, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say the same thing about Lauren, right. which by the way, those, those are, that's our wives, yeah. but for the listeners that don't know. Um, so like we're constantly talking to them, but like, we're not literally talking to them every second right. of the day. It's not and without so, ceasing. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would you think that that's what it means to pray? It doesn't, it means the same thing. It means that in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, like as things happen, like I want to share those things in my life yeah. with Lauren, and I, I want to talk to her about things. I want to hear from her. It's the same thing. You got a relationship with God. That's what it means. It doesn't right. mean oh, I'm going to set aside this time and I'm going to pray at this time every day and I'm going to do it because that's a spiritual discipline of the faith. Now, is prayer spiritual discipline? Absolutely. Should you uh, make sure? that you are setting aside time to pray? Yes. But when Paul talks about praying consistently, he's not talking about consistently setting aside certain times in the day, which there are some religions that do that, right? Five times a day, we're going to spend our time in prayer. That's not what Paul's saying. He's saying, yeah, as a spiritual discipline, set aside some time each day to spend with the Lord in intentional prayer. And then as you go throughout the day, as things happen, man, talk to God. If you're struggling with something, talk to God. If you blow it, talk to God. That's why he says that there's all different types of prayer. You know, you pray prayers of confession. You ask for prayers of forgiveness. You pray prayers of thanksgiving. You pray prayers of intercession. I mean, there's all these different types of prayer. As you face difficulty, ask God to help you with that. As you fall into temptation, ask God to guard you against that. As you blow it, ask God to forgive you for that. When you hear about people that are in need, ask God to provide for those needs. Intercede for those people. Pray for the people that you care about. These are all different types of prayers, but that's what it means to pray consistently. Yeah. And so I think the first thing, practically speaking, is just understanding what prayer is and what prayer isn't and in, in, in an even more specific way. Uh, in an even more specific aspect of prayer, understanding what it means to pray consistently. I think having that understanding is key. Yeah. I think that's super great, super valuable. And uh, and I, I think a lot of times people, when they look, like you just said, on the surface of prayer, they don't think about all the different types of prayers and the types of ways that they can communicate with the Lord. And so I think that was awesome. And I, I think it was super helpful um, breaking that down a little bit. We may even explore that in the future more specifically, um, but but looking at um, just some practical tips and advice on that. Um, so for you, you've already said that. For you, um, you don't suggest praying late at night. You know, don't do the prayer in bed if that's your. Mo- you know, you can you can pray falling asleep. Sure, that's fine. Um, but if you are looking for significant prayer time. Maybe don't do that as your only one. Um, so for you, what do you suggest um, as far as, um, you know, a lot of times, I, I'll even, if I'm just being honest, in con- open confession time here, um, you know, the praying before the meals got so um, just check off the boxy for me for a long time that um, sometimes I struggle with even wanting to do it because it doesn't feel legitimate in some aspects. It feels like I'm just like, 
marking it off the list because that's what we're supposed to do. So I've tried to find more sincere and more um, focused moments of prayer outside of what would be kind of a, what I would call a built-in prayer. Yep. But at the same time, I think it's still important to to be obedient in doing those things. So, so that's a great lead into my second practical tip yep. when it comes to prayer. Uh, and I say this all the time. I, I preach this, and uh, when it comes to studying the Word of God or why we do what we do, why we're seeing what we're seeing, as you pray, really consider why you're praying. Not just that you're doing it, yeah. right? Not just that you're checking it off a list, but why am I praying? And me, personally, I love praying for meals, but I don't love praying for meals just because that's what you're supposed to do. Sure. Like, I try to make sure that when I pray for my meal and I thank God for that food, like, I'm really taking a step back and thinking, man, there are people all around the world yeah. that don't have anything to eat. Yeah. And God has been good to me. And, and typically... It's even food that I like. Yeah. Like, I'm not a kid anymore that's being forced to eat stuff that his parents tell him he's got to eat because there's only two options on tonight's menu. Eat it or... Be hungry. Do without. Yeah. Yeah. Two options. They used to always say that, so evidently your parents didn't use that phrase. But my parents would say, two options on the menu tonight. Eat it or do without. Yeah. And so I just always ate, ate the food. <laughs> and so we, we don't even have that anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, God has been good. He's provided. There's food. It's food that I like. I'm, a, I'm able to taste it. My stomach is able to process it. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a gallbladder, so it's not always a pleasant processing, <laughs> but we don't have time to go down that road. Uh, but, we'll I mean, I'm healthy enough to eat it and enjoy it. And, you know, and, and then not just the food. But the people I'm eating it with, the the family that's gathered around the table or the friends that yeah. I'm having dinner with. And uh, I, I think it's so important, like when we sing songs in worship service, I've said this time and time again, to really think about what we're singing. Like, what do these lyrics really mean? Same thing with prayer. Yeah, When we're praying and we're giving God thanks, take a step back to really consider, man, God has been really good. And when we pray for other people or when we ask for forgiveness or when we ask God to guard us against something or give us wisdom or direction, not just do it because like that's what we're supposed to do, but do it considering the weight of the reality that I can go to the God of the universe yeah. and lay my burdens at his feet. Or my Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich at his feet. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Uh, Ask him for wisdom, right? right? Ask him for direction. Pray for these situations and circumstances that, man, I have absolutely no control over. And if if I'm not careful, I could let those things keep me up at night, laying awake, just dwelling on those things. But the Bible says, don't do that, right? Paul, when he wrote to the church of Philippi, that's that's exactly what he was writing them about. He said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. Yeah. And that was a paraphrase. I'm not looking at the scripture, but he said something like that. Basically, he's saying, stop worrying yeah. and just thank God for all that he's done for you and focus on the things that are good and pleasant and uh, you know things that... Um, you know, when you dwell on, you're not worrying, which yeah. is a sin. And so just really considering not just what you're doing in prayer, 
but why you're doing it and what that really means. So that's the second thing I would say if you want to really enhance your prayer life. Yeah. So uh, I want to visit this just for a second because it's really cool, um, but it's also something that we need to be aware of, but also kind of maybe stay away from a little bit. Um, so if you go back to episodes one and two, you listen to our, our Bible story, or sorry, uh, episode three, I think, is our, our Bible stories. Um, but but mine was talking about Second Chronicles, uh, the tribe of Judah, King Jehoshaphat, they're all together, they're getting attacked. And uh, running back to that real fast, Second Chronicles 20, uh, looking at that, find out that Jehoshaphat has found out that they're going to be attacked and that the tribe of Judah is going to come under attack. And so they come before uh, the entire tribe, and it says that then he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. So Jehoshaphat proclaims a fast, and all of Judah who gathered to seek the Lord, they even came from all the cities of Judah to seek him. And so um, the cool thing is, is they have this moment of need, and they have this burden and this opportunity that they cannot stand on their own. And so they fast, and they come together, and they seek the Lord. And I think that for us as believers, we have to be reminded, just kind of what you said, that there are opportunities in our life, there are going to come times in our life where we can't do it, and we need to seek the Lord. And instead of turning to all these other things of the world that we try to fulfill those problems with, you know, money or, or numbing those problems with drugs or alcohol, whatever it may be, don't seek those things out. Seek the Lord. And, and, and they did that in prayer. They, they assembled together, and Jehoshaphat began to lead a prayer for the tribe of Judah. And we see God's response and the way that he moves, and it's a miraculous story. But there are tons of examples of that in God's Word where they had a, a situation, they sought after the Lord, and God responded. And I believe that it's very clear to us that that is the same God today that we have a relationship with, that when we seek the Lord, He responds and He moves. But my counter to that is we also don't want to be the group that is only seeking the Lord when we need something. And yeah. so I think it's extremely valuable to remember that that we need to go to the Lord in prayer and that we have that opportunity to go to Him in prayer anytime and that we can seek the Lord and we can have confidence that he's going to respond. But we also want to make sure that our prayer life isn't just a one-way asking street where we're just saying, Lord, give us this. We need this. We need this. But doing some of those other things that you talked about earlier in those different forms of prayers where it's coming to the Lord with thankfulness, coming to the Lord with gladness, coming to the Lord saying, God, we just want to draw close to you. We just want to know you more. We just want to be there. And then in those moments where you say, God, I'm desperate. I need you. I'm seeking after you to for you to move and to do something. It's it's one of those things where we haven't just sit, spent our, the entirety of our life, the entirety of our prayer time saying, God, we need this. We need this. We need this. We need this. Thanks. We need this. We need this. We yeah. need this. You know. And so I think that's a valuable piece of the of the prayer life puzzle is not being just a, a beggar. Yeah, and, and you talk about prayer helping us align our hearts with God's heart, and that that's true, but also the more we align ourselves with God and His will, 
the more positively we're going to see our prayers answered. Yeah. And so, you know, Psalm 37, four says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And a lot of people think that means, Hey, look, if I'm doing what God wants me to do, he's going to give me everything I want. And that's not what that verse is saying. That verse is saying that as you delight yourself in the Lord, his desires are going to become the desires of your heart. He's going to give you the things not that you want, but he's going to place those desires in your heart so that your desires are going to be more in line with his desire and his will. And so as you seek him and you seek those things that he clearly teaches us in his word that we should be seeking after, Mm -hmm. man, we're really going to start seeing God answer a lot more of our prayer requests versus when we're seeking our own things. Like those prayers aren't getting answered. Yeah. And you can't pray those in confidence, right. knowing that that's the Lord's will. God, I need that new boat. Oh, Lord. And that prayer request just never gets answered. And <laughs> just bouncing off the wall. It's like, God, don't you hear me? Right. I need the boat. Boat, 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 boat. Boat, 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 boat. boat. It ain't happening. Boat. There is nothing in his word that says you need that boat. God, I'm trying to be a fisher of men. Give me the boat. <laughs> you don't need a boat to fish for men, Cam. <laughs> You need a boat to fish for fish. Try to be a fisherman. Give me a boat. <laughs> a fisherman. Yeah. That's out of context. Yeah. Can't I, do yeah, that. Yeah. Hey, so so a few other practical tips, okay? Yeah. Um, so what I like to do when I think about not just spending time in intentional prayer and communicating with God, but like I'm praying for other people, I, I think these are some things that uh, are helpful to help you manage that. Because at least for me... Like it's not that um, it's not that I don't care because I I do and it, let me just say that that's that's just kind of a bonus but you should care about the things that you're praying for and God is very clear that we should care for one another I, I talked about that a lot Sunday actually in the sermon that we should love one another that we should want to spend time with one another that we should want to be there for one another and so I think naturally. Uh, when you truly care for other people, you're going to want to pray for them. But for me, it's like sometimes I just get so busy, and it's not that I don't care, but if I'm not careful, if I'm not setting reminders for myself, then I might forget not necessarily who I'm praying for or what I'm praying about, especially if it's a spiritual need. Like if there's somebody that lost is lost and needs to be saved, I'm not forgetting that. Sure. Like I'm going to remember but if somebody's aunt's uncle's dogs having toe surgery, like I, I want to, okay, so maybe that's a little excessive. But like you know, a family member that's sure. got something going on that if I'd like to pray, to pray for, for yeah. I want to pray for it. Yeah. If I'm asked to pray for it, and if I say I'm going to pray for it, I'm going to pray for it. Yeah. Um. So I, I want to remember to pray for those things. But if I don't take note of it then I'm probably going to forget. Like right. if I know I've got a church member that's lost and needs to be saved, I'm praying consistently yeah. for that person uh, and, and for the Lord to continue to put people in their path, to point them to Jesus and for God to give me opportunities to to share my faith and uh, to you know hopefully allow me to lead them to the Lord. And I'm not going to forget about that, but health concerns or financial concerns or relationship issues, man, there are a lot of problems that people have. And so some more significant than others, but when it's your problem, it's significant. And so I I want to, I, I want to pray and I want to be an encouragement. 
And so I use Evernote. That's one that I use to kind of take notes and help keep track with some of those requests. Yeah. Sometimes I'll text myself. Um, sometimes I'll set a reminder in my phone. Like if somebody's going to have a procedure or something, I'll just yeah. set a reminder in my phone or use my calendar. Calendar. He <laughs> lives put, on his calendar. I put everything on my calendar uh, just as a reminder. Say, yeah. hey, you know, call and pray with this person. And so that's another practical thing I would say when it comes to praying for others is, you know, make yourself a note, throw it on your calendar. And then, Another thing that kind of goes along with that, and I don't think you always have to do it, um, but sometimes it's good just to shoot somebody a text yeah. if you're not going to pray with them sure. or if you've been praying for them. Just say, hey, I just want to let you know I've been praying for you. Yeah. And I need to do a better job of that because there's yeah. a lot of people that I pray for and they probably don't even know I'm praying for them. Yeah. Um, but the Lord knows. The Lord knows. Uh, but sometimes it's good for you Stay to hear from somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Hey, my pastor's praying for me. Yeah. Hey, he's praying for me. Hey, I appreciate the fact that he took the time to let me know that he's praying for me. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that I pray for that I don't let them know. And like you said, the Lord knows, and I know. Sure. But uh, it's good to hear that every it's once good encouragement. in a while. And, and so, you know, make those notes. And if you think about it, shoot them a text when you pray for them and say, hey, just want to let you know I prayed for you today. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great encouragement. It's a great reminder to... Um, even for us, like when we moved here, um, had some people, you know, uh, over the last couple months when we just come up in conversation randomly and they're like, Hey, we've been praying for you. And it's like, well, Hey, those prayers have been answered, you know, yeah, like sure. they've been, you know, we feel them, we appreciate it, you know, and it is, it's, it's a great reminder, um, and an encourager, um, to know people are thinking about you, praying about you, but as well, it is also great to hear from those people saying, hey, you know, we've been praying for you, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's great to know that. Um, and, uh, and so we're, we're kind of winding, winding down, getting close to time here. Uh, and so, but like I said earlier at the beginning of this, we're looking at this diving deeper little mini series because the goal is how we develop that relationship with the Lord, you know, how we really make that something special and, uh, and how we um, are constantly cultivating that, how we're constantly... Uh, we don't want to be stagnant, you know. We don't want to stay in one place, and uh, and so scripture and prayer uh, are two huge cornerstone pieces of that. And uh, and so, what else you got for me? So I got one more thing. All right, and, and I need to say this as uh, kind of a closing tip, practical advice when it comes to prayer. If you're listening and you haven't been doing these things, or if you start and you blow it, you know, you, you stop communicating with God as much as you need to, or, you know, you, uh, miss, uh, praying for somebody that you wanted to pray for. Don't let those things keep you from doing what you know you need to do going forward. And right. so if you haven't been praying and spending time with the Lord, like you need to, then you can start now. Yeah. And if you start now and something happens and, uh, you fall short, well, we're sinners. We mm-hmm. fall short. And Peter denied the Lord three times, but God restored him. And so we got a little of that music going on in the background. No, okay. All right. I'm just hearing things. But uh, the Lord restored him. And that's one of the beautiful things about what Jesus has done for us, that he has died for all of our sins, past, present, and future. And there are going to be times... 
where you fall short in your prayer life, but don't live in that defeat. Uh, continue to try to grow in, in your, your prayer life, just like you grow in your studying and, and your understanding of the Word of God, just like you grow in your consistency of uh, being the husband or wife that you need to be, or the mother or father or the, the worker. You know, Paul said it best, um, we're after progression, not perfection. You know, and it's a journey, and uh, there's going to be times in your journey where you trip and fall, but don't don't walk in defeat. Yeah. Uh, just continue to strive to do better and rely on the Holy Spirit that lives in you to give you the strength and power to continue to progress and move forward in your prayer life. Yeah, absolutely. So valuable. Satan wants us to feel like that's, you know, that's the ending point for us when we make that failure when we fall down, but um, God's arms are open. He invites us to keep coming in, and uh, and so that's what we want to keep doing because I'll go ahead and just probably throw that out there right now. If you um, don't have a super active prayer life right now and you try to bite off this huge bite of I'm going to wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and have this huge prayer time, you're probably going to stumble, you know, and, and... I'm praying for two hours every morning before I go to work. Right. That You might do that for a day or two, and then the third day comes around and you're a little sleepy. And I'm like, sleeping in. I'll, I'll do it for an hour or 30 minutes, you know, or I'll do it when I get home, you know, those t- I'm going to wait and walk in the light today. That's right. That's I'm not right. praying in darkness. <laughs> um, but, but again, just like what Pastor Jeremy said, just what he said right there, just pick yourself back up, dive back into it and just go with it. You know? Wait, what I just said was sleep in a little no, bit. No, no, no. <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. They know what I mean. But, uh, but so yeah, don't be discouraged. Um, you know, dive into it. Spend time in the Word. Spend time in prayer, and begin to be molded to look more like Jesus, be more like Jesus, and to be able to follow Him wherever He leads, and uh, and and just begin praying. And so um, that's my challenge. Uh, that's our challenge for you for this week. Um, begin praying for people. Begin praying for your family. Pray for you. Pray for your relationship with the Lord. Thank the Lord for all He's done. Just just connect with Him. Oh, he's diving in. Mm-hmm. Come on, finish this out, Kim. You gonna sing for our listeners? Do it, do it. He's doing a great job. He's got it. All right, we're out of time, and we're going to get some copyright infringement. But this is episode 12 of Follow You Anywhere, and we'll see you next week with episode 13. We're diving in. What are we diving into next week? We're looking at the big picture of putting all these together to have a deeper connection to the heart of the Father. There you go. Looking forward to it. We'll see you guys next time.